the bare necessities, the simple bare Hello and welcome to episode 21 of That's a Shame. As ever, for a Wednesday episode, I am your introducer man, Declan. <laughs> nice. Sitting across from me, only in terms of across the Thames, mm-hmm. uh, is as ever. Me. Isaac. Me. Welcome. Hi. Welcome Thank back. You. Thanks for Thanks coming. A lot. Oh, that's right. I mean, I wasn't going to miss it. <laughs> not for the world. No. Not for love nor money. Not after that I'd wonderful, uh, not milestone, milestone episode, episode 20. Yeah, I've decided I really hate milestones and moving forwards, I think we should deprioritize them as a concept. Yeah, I think that... Uh, the They're next, the birthdays of, of podcasting. Aren't they? The next one uh, can be, what, a hundred... <laughs> Yeah, because 30, I mean, that 30 is going to, if we acknowledge it, just depress me so yeah, much th- because that's the looming <laughs> horrid birthday in both of our immediate <laughs> five to six year plans. And 30, like, it feels desperate. It feels like you're sort of clamouring for attention, doesn't it? Oh, we're still relevant. It's got a zero on the... Fuck <laughs> off. It's nothing. You're going to die soon. That's about how I feel about 30. Yeah, you're, you're on the, the border of irrelevance, aren't you? Uh-huh. Uh Welcome to all our thirty-year-old listeners. Hope you're enjoying. The show. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely to have you guys. Um, Listen while you can. We've got uh, an interesting show lined up for you. I've brought something. Isaac's brought nothing. Uh, That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's the it's the it's the opposite of last week. <laughs> yeah, it's the classic setup. We've both inverted. brought nothing. Mm. Um, no, and then we've got uh, we've got a bit more shame mail. Oh yeah, to go over. that's a regular feature now, isn't it? If it we've is. done it, if we're going to have done it twice in a row, that's basically like clockwork. Good job that we uh, that we've decided to come up with a better name for it than <laughs> Shame <laughs> Mail. I, I completely forgot that that was on our agenda. Yeah. In fact, I think we've actioned none of the steps that we mentioned in our discussion let's, last week. Let, I know our uh, our Twitter cover photo is still corn. Oh <laughs> no, I forgot about that. <laughs> So. Okay, guys, if you've got any idea for what could replace the stock photo of a field of corn that is currently an excuse for our Twitter. You know, if, if anything ever could. I, in some ways, because it says so little, doesn't it just say it all? No. No. It is corn. <laughs> but yeah, but, that's back uh, on the agenda. I will do that this week. And then, maybe. of course, then of course we have the return of Hooked. Oh, everyone's absolute last segment of the day <laughs> we uh we gave a little taste of the beginning of order it of the indeed. fox tooth last week and already within the first 14 messages someone has died and come back to life i mean it's yeah it's like the christ story you can't buy that sort of attention no. although i'm sure Almost i'm sure that would let you yeah. if you wanted to become a veritable super hoot Ooh, can't recommend that enough, guys. <laughs> get on board. Get yourself an account. One of the fun features of having an account is that you can read all the comments that people have left. One of the other features is that you still don't get it to look like iMessage. It's still just rectangle. Good. That's the sign of a quality app right there, am I right? Yep. That's... That'll be a three stars from me. <laughs> three stars for something that's redefined epistolary fiction. You're right. It's five or bust. <laughs> Speaking of five-star reviews or bust... Yeah, where could this be going? Well, I, I, I don't know. Look, I'm just... Well, it's organic, it's, I'll uh, give you that. It's tripping off the tongue. This is coming fresh. This is like... Uh-huh. Oh, this is like eight mile. <clears throat> it's like licking Niagara Falls at the source. Yeah, so uh, I suppose... Because oh, we have a review... We have, we have like a review link, don't we? 
Oh yeah, I guess. Um, if 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 you were to type in to the old URL bar, uh, <laughs> shame, shame, w- URL bar, w- h t t p s colon forward slash. Which one's forward? Is he leaning forward or am I? If you went to shame dot city slash review. Also, guys, I don't say H. That was in character. That was part of the acting. Thank God. I didn't want to have I'm to not bring one it of those up. Dreadful idiots. Yes, if you go to shame.city slash review, certainly if you're on an, yep. on an iOS device. Oh, yeah. Then it, um, it should just take you straight to the old iTunes oh, review page. The sheer convenience of it. Yeah. It just, it's just upsetting, really. It staggers the mind. Mm. And so- but then if you don't have iOS, just pop along to iTunes, get on board, click the review button, click. Uh, you have to click five stars or it doesn't publish it, I've heard. Yeah. So uh, don't, don't test that out. Just take my word for it. Four stars or less. That's nah, not... Why bother? That's, that's not our cake. <laughs> <laughs> As Declan would say, it's not even anyone's cake. But yeah, that is very much appreciated. Thanks. We'll plug that again at the end. We've sort of become part of a little evil British podcasting cabal, haven't we? Yes, that happened last night, didn't it? At the very, the dead hours of last night, 10 o'clock, I think. Which is why you were so grateful for all of those uh, notifications from Twitter. Yes, well, it did set my phone off rather alarmingly. Uh, I was just having a nice chilled evening. I was reading my Stuart Lee book. I was sitting in almost pitch black darkness, (laughs) contemplating uh, a life that is beyond my grasp. And, um, all of a sudden, my phone, it did that thing that I can imagine must happen if you're like Instagram famous, where you get so many notifications at once that the phone is like interrupting itself to deliver them. <laughs> and the Twitter noise is quite long. It's this weird little kind of coquettish bird sound. It's like, <laughs> like it's trying to be like, oh, yoo-hoo, you've got a tweet. <laughs> <laughs> and it sent me about 30 of them at once as all these people welcomed us very graciously, very kindly into their... There are, what is it, Britpod scene sort of thing. Yeah. It feels like the modern day equivalent of these uh, underground socialist meetings that would have been shut down by Mm. like COINTELPRO or something. (laughs) Yes, it does have that kind of vibe. Been infiltrated by like the FBI or something or MI5 coming in to to shut us down. Like the absolute podcasting union that we are. (laughs) We're an absolute cabal of... uh of like-minded podcasters. I'm sure we'll, yeah, we'll get to know them. We might do some collaborative stuff, dare I say, down the line. Yeah, no. Only time will tell. Yes. Yeah. Best place for it is the future. Uh, but Declan, you've got a topic for this show. Thanks what? for supplying one. Oh, sorry. <laughs> because I frankly I felt, was not feeling I felt, it. I felt like one of us should. I've never been in a, a less podcasting mood. No. I, neither no, have I. True. So, uh, no, I really haven't. No, no, I'm joking. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, but no, it was something that I, I realized about five episodes or so ago, um, when we were trying to redo our lists of, of topics that I, I realized I haven't really spoken, not just on the podcast about, but really to you about ever. No, it hasn't come um, up. Which surprised me because it, it was a, a mad part of, of my life for quite a while, <clears> which sounds like I, I had a kid or a sort of cartoon. It dog. sounds like you're about to talk <laughs> about your time working for Al Qaeda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my time is, Jihadi John was... Uh, yeah, it's short-lived, but poignant nonetheless. No, um, so I, at um, high school, kind of the, the precursor to the theatre stuff that you and I did a lot of at, at university, um, mm-hmm. was that I took part in loads of 
public speaking and debating competitions, like through mm-hmm. the school, um, which started um, when I was in like year nine, I think it was. And they they were bringing in this competition. I don't know if you'd heard of it. You might have done because you went to London High School, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, called the Jack Petchy Speak Out Challenge. Oh, yes, I have heard of the Speak Out Challenge. Yeah. I don't remember Jack being involved. Well, Who's he? He's very much, he's some sort of like London-based businessman who's right. worked his way up from nothing to own every car in the world or something like that. Or with his silver tongue of public speaking. Well, this is, is the that thing. Is that, well, he, he believes that an ability to speak confidently and publicly is sort of vital to, to advancing uh-huh. yourself in the world. Um, and... Uh, and so he sort of set up this competition to encourage people to do so. And they, it was the first year that my school had done it. And, uh, and there are like three rounds. So you mm-hmm. have one round at your school, uh, you have a round regionally, and then there's the grand final in London. And, uh, Ooh. I, as is my way, ended up writing my speech in the very last minutes of the lunch break mm-hmm. before going on. Um, and I won and I was like, Yes. So uh, then... um, What was it about? uh, It was about facing your fears. It was such, like, it was like... Wow. You should do a TED talk. Yeah, I was about to say it was like baby TEDx bullshit. It was like three minutes, I think, you're allowed. And TEDx is already bullshit. Oh, yeah. So you've got bullshit squared. Very much so. So uh, I uh, was then in the the regional uh, competition, Mm. which was actually easier than the one just at my school because there were some real characters in <laughs> it was like it was held at another school locally and, and you go along and you know you meet everyone beforehand and they they have a little I, I think it's just an excuse to to get people work like boondoggle jobs during the the oh, new really? deal or something but they <laughs> they have like a little workshop beforehand and you're like we're the winners. <laughs> like, yeah. Li- leave us be. Don't be giving any of these fuckers tips. This might be stuff, something that I've got, <laughs> you know, up my sleeve. And they haven't. And, you know, and you're going around and, and uh, I remember talking to one kid. This is, this is the state of the competition. His speech was about bread. Like, <laughs> <laughs> his speech was and about... you don't mean the ITV sitcom from the, the 70s and 80s. That's not what I'm on about. It was about how he used a loaf of Hovis to save his life when he was being attacked by squirrels. Um, I hate that. That combines so yeah. many things that I dislike because it's like kind of that random quirky vibe that was yeah. big on Bebo at the time. Yeah. And um, one of the things that was that everyone who heard it seemed sure they'd heard it before. Like it was a sort of like a famous little joke mm, or speech before. He's a little thief. Yeah. Isn't he? I mean, I never bothered to look it up. I've just convinced myself that that's true. <laughs> but, I'll, I'll do some research on that. But this guy came, bring this guy down. This guy came second uh-huh. um, in, in the regionals. And uh, dare I say it, I once again was victorious. <gasps> wow. What, was it the same speech you do every yep. time? They, you they, allowed they, to change it? You were supposed to, I think. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, not like the whole speech, but that you were supposed now, to adapt it, refine it. Do you remember it. any of it? Uh, yeah. I, I remember that it, it was essentially based around me uh, throwing myself off of sand dunes it, uh, on holiday once. Okay. Um, as a Why? kind of, to break the taboo of my fear of heights. What am I like mispicturing a sand dune? Isn't it just a big hill? Um, well, so the sand dunes that then led down onto the beach, 
So at right. Winston, you've got... Like, so it's like a cliff. Yeah, but it's not... <laughs> I can't say so jumped off a cliff. Off cliffs <laughs> I threw myself fun. straight off of cliffs, uh, <laughs> right down to the rocky embrace of the sea below. Oh, wow. No. You uh, really did face your fear. <laughs> no, so it's like it, the, the beach, as it comes up to from the city, and then there's like a... a you know, yeah, no, I know drop, how a beach works. Just an eight-foot kind of okay. incline of sand. <clears throat> and you'd be just up there, just chucking yourself off like some kind of absolute mental patient. Daredevil, that's right. Thank you. A daredevil, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Was it like in the school of, if you keep doing it, you'll just like build up such a mental, physical callus yeah. and it, to falling? It really did work. Like I, that's weird, I, because I, I don't think, um, I don't know. I don't see how it relates to your fear of heights because it's not that high. And also, is a fear of heights based on I'm scared of falling or is it based on I'm scared of being here? Uh, I've always presumed that it must be based on a fear of actually falling. Because there's mm. nothing, that, other than falling, there's nothing inherently dangerous about being high. Yeah, but people are scared of buttons. Uh, that is that true, but those people are the mentally ill. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening, you're scared of buttons. <laughs> sort it out. So uh, Maybe chuck yourself off a big sand dune of buttons. <laughs> see how you hold up. But I remember that it was like based on the fact that my brother, being an absolute lunatic, sort of charged uh-huh. forwards, so excited about getting to the beach, was he? Like some sort of dog that he just <laughs> ran without ever even really looking and just launched himself off this sand dune oh, wow. onto the beach and i remember sort of being per- petrified that he would uh that you know he was injured is he you know is he broken his leg is he all right you mm. know there's there's no scream there's no shouting that's you know often a bad that's sign. a sign of death yeah, yeah. it's one and of then the top just, three signs yeah and then he just climbed back up and was like this is great <laughs> Ooh. so uh and how old are you in this point uh, in the story or when I was giving the speech? Yeah, when it happened. Oh, I absolutely have no idea. I'm, I must have been some somewhere between 8 and 12. Do you reckon it's one of those places, like, if you went back to this beach now, it was like you were stepping over a little sandcastle. Oh, you were chucking yourself no, off a pebble. No, but only because Winterton is, like, slightly famous for being one of the places in the country that's been worse hit by climate change. So the oh. cliff is, if anything, now an absolute Good. drop. Into an abyss. <laughs> so we're not necessarily recommending that people follow a similar procedure no. to cure their vertigo. No, like there was a because cafe, you might just die. There was a cafe that we used to go to, which is now very much part of the sea. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, so, Ursula's underwater bike. That's the one. <laughs> yeah, they're still there. <laughs> they rock up in little T- scuba gear. Yeah, tenacious old people they are. All the scones have their own little diving helmet as they're served. <laughs> Beautiful place. So. uh so yeah, that was like the general thrust, and then you know, like uh-huh. they ended with some shit joke about uh, various mad phobias. I think mm-hmm. the, the last one was what is it called? Um, Arachibuturophobia. I'm probably uh-huh. mangling the, the the pronunciation there, but uh, uh- it's fear of uh, peanut butter sticking to the roof of your mouth. Oh, that's not scary, is it? No, <laughs> that would be to misunderstand phobia on my part. Yeah, exactly. So, did you uh, leave then? Um, I'm just trying to get a sense of on. how the speech functions, like yeah. tonally. So, did you have to do that thing where you open with like a big, sweeping kind of get everyone in the room? A lot like Noah when he emailed in with the subject pro Nazi. Did you have a pro-Nazi films opener of your own? I'm sure that I did. I can't remember quite what it was. Uh-huh. Um, 
I think it was probably not even as as sweeping as as anything like that. I think it was probably something very TED Talky like. I what is con- fear? I have a confession to make. You know, uh-huh. um, and uh, but anyway, somehow I, I I won again. I say somehow. Everyone was a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so but, by default, yeah. So, Despite your speech being about chucking yourself over little cliffs, yeah, you were still so, the least idiotic. So there were 36 people who got through to the grand final, which was at the Mermaid Theatre in London. Uh-huh. And uh, what I thought was a, a real piss take about it was that um, only the top 18 scorers from the regional uh, finals would actually be in the final competition. So eighteen Why people. Them, eighteen people came along as subs. Like no, just to just get a little right. prize, just because they did wow. well, but not well Pointless. enough. But you only found out when you got there on the day. <laughs> so, uh-huh. so that felt like a bit of a shame. But, Which uh, category were you in? I was one who was going to be speaking. Oh, good. I was a, a real grand finalist. The thing was, was that uh, even for just reaching the grand finals, still the greatest prize I've ever won. Um, you won an mm. iPod Touch. Wow. Yeah. That's really good. It was my main motivation for taking part, I think. Wow, good. The phone's ringing. (laughs) Answer on air. We can do our first live phone in. Imagine if it was like one of our audience. Wow, good job that I picked it up and there was no one there. (laughs) Um, Okay, we're back. So It was my main motivation for taking part was that I I knew that there was this iPod touch at the end of the road. That is much better than like, normally it would be like a £10 book voucher. Yeah. Oh yeah, and a no. pat on the back, Mister Petchy. He knows what he's doing. He's, mm, uh, he's, he's, he's a, a smart guy. guy. So, um, what was interesting is that again, you had to arrive earlier in the day, and you know, so you could you know check out the stage, and you could familiarise yourself with the surroundings, and you could get to know the other mm-hmm. people who were taking part. Um, and it they was, were insufferable. Oh, I can't very much so. But that they wouldn't be. But even more so because I realised then that I was a year younger than everyone else who was taking part. Ah. So they were all, ostracized. Yeah, very much so. They didn't want to talk to me. I was some Aww. I was some stupid little year nine kid. Bless. And I was ginger. Uh, oh yeah. So, two for two. Yeah. But uh there's a really weird vibe in that situation because if when you're adults and you're taking part in a competition and you you mm-hmm. know you're you're hanging around with the people who will soon be your competitors. There's mm-hmm. always a little bit of kind of sniping, a little bit of moral chicanery going on in the background. I'm thinking of university interviews, especially like there's always a, a bit of sniping, a bit of one upmanship. Yeah. It's like at auditions. Yeah. But for when you're, you know, 14, there's just far less of that because no one wants to be the one who's ostracized for being a dick (laughs) so everyone was slightly too nice while also being insufferable however i mentioned the jack petchy competition because of a very particular injustice Mm -hmm. which is that i was sat next to and talking to this one boy all day he was a short fat little Asian boy Mm -hmm. and he was quite funny we you know we got along I was uh, speaking immediately before him Mm -hmm. the time came round I got up 
did my speech. All went reasonably well, apart from the fact that my microphone was bullshit. Oh, okay. oh how the times have changed. Uh, and, you got a uh, phone call in the middle of the speech. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, it went fine. Got my round of applause. Left the stage. Sat down. Up next was this short, fat boy. Mm-hmm. He was the eventual winner. Ooh. His speech topic was stay away from gingers. <laughs> wow. Discriminatory speech. Yep. Did he, was there any subtext? Was he like using, you know, like uh, Randy Newman's song, Short People? Yeah. Short people got no reason to live, which is using to like show that any kind of discrimination based on appearance or other factors outside of one's control are laughable. Was he saying, was he kind of analogizing the ginger situation to a broader issue like racism or sexism, any kind of inequality? No. So his speech was just don't go near a ginger. It's just sort of vitriol, really. Wow. He even brought along a little poster that I can't quite remember exactly what it said, but it had like a picture of a little ginger girl on it. And it was like, I think, I think it may have been something like gingers not even once. It, wow. was, it was genuinely to that he invented vibe. meme culture yep and uh and he won but how can they allow that he won <laughs> did you not contest this i i mean i i left the building immediately i couldn't look at the prick wow what betrayal i know i'd just love to know like the angle of his attack like was it like a manifesto pledge was it uh, like a stand-up routine? Do you remember why he had this particular issue? Uh, no. Had he seen Copper Cab's videos on YouTube? <laughs> and gone, I can do that. You know what? I think, and this is such a shame to admit because it's only going to backfire for me, but I think that I have all the speeches on DVD. <gasps> wow. Shame.city, so... they'll be there soon. <laughs> is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. I will, uh, I will oh, that would be to, amazing. to drudge it up. I, I think I know where it is, but I will, uh, I, I cannot promise, but I will do my best to, uh, to provide them for you. Yeah, that does sound good. But what this, essentially what this meant was that from then on, I was like the school's go-to, uh, guy for anything that was public speaking or debating related. Um, uh-huh. um, and I actually really enjoyed certainly the debating. The public speaking is a bit of a shame because it is just debating, but with no interaction. <laughs> like you, there's debating with no counterpoint. One one side will have a speech, and another side will have a speech, and never the twain shall meet. Uh-huh. Um, and also that American politics approach. To yeah, that. and also because there's only one role worth doing in uh, in public speaking because you you're a team of three in most British like public speaking competitions where you have a, a chair who like introduces the topic and introduces your your speakers then you have the main speaker who gives the speech and then you have the vote of thanks who thanks everyone oh, that's a shit one i know what's that for imagine like, that's like why even turn up i know but, but imagine the fact that you know you you had to come along after school a few days a week only to, when it gets to competition time for them to go, right, you're the vote of thanks. We're off to, you know, 
We're off to Peterborough for the competition. <laughs> Get in the van. Johnny is a great public speaker, as long as that public speech is the word thank you. <laughs> to everyone. It was like uh, Donald Trump's <laughs> victory speech. Oh, yeah. Just uh, constantly thanking everyone left, right and centre. Who may or may not have been in the audience may, at the time. Almost certainly not. Yeah. Um, so I didn't really enjoy the public speaking as much. Um especially the one time that in order to this is my least favorite phrase in order to give someone a chance mm-hmm. i was i was bumped from main speaker to vote of thanks i don't suppose your ego took that well no not at all not after having made it to grand finals <laughs> i was i was the most don't you know who i am i was the most miserable vote of thanks there's <laughs> ever been i was like cheers yeah, for coming whatever. uh yeah, hope you enjoyed it. Could have been better, couldn't it? Gave Let's a, be honest. Gave a speech. I, I'll be honest. I, I switched off, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I not I enough hear, adverbs. I hear it was half decent. I hear they got someone better, but you know, got to give everyone a chance. That's equal opportunities yeah. for you. Participation. But anyway, thanks for coming. See you next week. Yeah. <laughs> but the debating, I really enjoyed. Um, partly because it's quite fun and plays to my quite confrontative nature (laughs) oh yeah uh but also because it is a world littered with the world's fools Uh um and again there's such an incredible difference between the regional and the national level or even the international level that it's just staggering that the first round of a competition so most of them are, are kind of university run Cambridge Union or Oxford Union are like the big ones. Um, the first rounds again, like just take place in a school at like six o'clock in the evening. And, mm-hmm. you know, you push the chairs and tables together and, and you have the debate. And then the second round, um, I mean, you could be debating at and in the Oxford Union halls. <laughs> oh, that's a step up. Yeah. But the different iPod touch. Yeah. <laughs> Count me in. The difference in quality was just staggering. Mm. Like in the first rounds, you you could be debating against people who didn't know what nouns were. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, you'd be debating against people who would hugely misunderstand the topic. Mm-hmm. Um, or the worst thing is when people set a shit definition. So to like set up briefly, British parliamentary debate style you have an opposition and a proposition for a motion mm-hmm. and uh, four teams take part two as the prop and two as the op. Um, and the first speaker has to set the, has to like define the motion. But what this means is they can pretty much make it whatever they want. <laughs> okay. So if the, for example, if the, uh, if the motion was, uh, let's take something boring, like this house would ban abortion. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could go away and do your 20 minutes prep as the opposition, um, come up with, uh, you know, five or 10 arguments, uh, come back. And when the first speaker opens their mouth, they'll go, uh, we uh, define this as any abortion that takes place after 30 weeks. Like, well, <laughs> quite different. Well, that's matter. a different, that's a different idea. That's something that nullifies almost all arguments against it. Yeah. <laughs> so you get some dickheads who do that. But the main thing that I loved was people who just weren't good speakers. 
Like you would get mm-hmm. people who had clearly just been pushed forward because they were like good at English or something, but have never spoken to another human being in their life. I remember um, one of my favorites was this kid who I don't know if he had like a nervous tick or if he was, or if he was like just a claustrophobic or something, but he spent mm-hmm. most of the debate rocking in his chair. Oh, no, I think he's playing kind of psychological games well, against the enemy. Well, this is the thing is that I, uh, I played them back because one of the only ways that you can interact during someone else's speech is that the middle minutes of your speech are open to points of information. So right. the opposition can stand up and offer to rebut something that you're saying. Oh, that would can, really fuck me off if they you did can, that. Yeah, well, you can choose to accept or decline. It's advised that you accept at least one, probably two, in the speech. Otherwise, it just looks like you know that everyone <laughs> knows your argument's <laughs> shit, and you, so you're not allowing anyone to question it. Um, but yeah, he uh, he kept standing up like every 15 seconds. Point of information. And uh, I'd just be like, no, no, thank you. Sorry. And he'd sit down. <laughs> And he'd sort of like rock a bit more vigorously. And oh then, and then, you know, three more times go past. By now, I'm not even saying anything. I'm just waving him away, <laughs> just like swatting <laughs> him down with my hand. And then towards the end of my, uh, unprotected time, um, a girl from down the other end of the table who hadn't spoken once stood up. I was like, point of information. I was like, yes, please come on. And this guy just screamed into his own hands. Oh no. <laughs> just like, Some say he rocked himself <laughs> into a little neutron star. <laughs> rocked himself straight into the grave. There was just a, a, a wonderful pause as everyone in the room just looked at him silently as he just did that classic. Oh, oh no. <laughs> And Poor I, boy. I mean, I don't think he spoke for the rest of the debate. <laughs> again. That was it. He was going to be one of the most promising parliamentarians of our age. He was like the Martin Luther King of our, yeah. of our generation. And uh, and I fucked it up for him. Well, there you go. But yeah, you... Uh, th- there's a... So there's loads of people like that. Loads of people who aren't used to public speaking, who stand up and... You know, or their voice hasn't broken. That's always another good one where they're like halfway or it's through mid-break, that stage. Yeah. yeah. Like the fast food guy in The Simpsons. Yeah. And, you know, so yeah. they go, we, as the proposition, are saying oh. that we would like to Point go. of information, you sound like a idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Accepted. Thank you. It's really tempting in this situation not to just imitate them when you give a point of information. Point of information. <laughs> oh. But, uh, but you're like, why why send this person? That's just cruel. Yes, that That's like bear baiting. Like, yeah, like, you are kind of putting them out to the slaughter. Go on, get him to stand up. Get him to say it. Put giant him, arrows on him. Get him to say a word with three or more syllables. I'll tell you what, he'll, <laughs> he'll cover an octave range. Oh. So, uh, so it, but then one of the other things that's really fun is uh, is the, the, the breadth of topics. Mm-hmm. Because they yeah, range. I was going to ask, like, I have no concept of what sort of things you would discuss. How boring does it get? Well, this is it: is that some of them can be like really interesting and quite like, whilst cliche, um, they're like fiery philosophy debates. 101, yeah, kind of civics class or, or stuff, even sociology stuff. Like, uh, uh-huh. um, this house would ban violent lyrics in in music, okay. something like that. Um, or this house would ban violent video games, which certainly then, when, you're, when you're 14, 15 is like a fun, yeah. a fun topic. Do you to, get to down bring. to stuff like 
this house would uh, promote a 0.4% increase in annual agricultural <laughs> spending uh, allocation well, in Dorset. Well, this is it, is that one of the things that I was mentioning about the, the change in quality is that that's sort of what happens um, in between... As it steps uh, up. Yeah, in between the, the different stages. So when you uh, go to your first round, it'll be something like, oh, this house, you know, would watch Sesame Street or something bullshit. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, and then you get to the sort of Oxford Union finals and it's, uh, this house would uh, would raise the budget for... Boring. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, I'll by the time you get to the fourth word, everyone switched off this house would uh, would promote greater trade with the eu and you're like i'm 15 i don't <laughs> fuck i don't know i neither understand <laughs> like, what, what informed opinion could a 15 year old possibly have none well none that's exactly. it it's all based around like the most generic arguments possible yeah um the most boring ever was uh, one of the uh, oxford union finals was being sponsored by uh, a publishing firm and mm-hmm. that out of nowhere in the middle of the afternoon came uh, the motion, this house would decrease the copyright limit from 80 years to 15. Oh. Which... Not a lot of input for teenagers. I no. Know, I would imagine. Like, at, at 15, I'm like, well, I, don't do that. Well, yeah, where to start? <laughs> uh Point of information, nothing to say. <laughs> Point of information, there are, there are three arguments here between eight people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and that's the thing is that, um, so each of the different roles has something that you have to do. If you're the first speaker, you have to define, uh, like outline your side's case. and or It's like a weird little Team Rocket kind of, uh, like a kind of geeky version of a dance-off. Yeah. You've all got your different role core sections. Yeah, exactly. And a cheerleader thing. Yeah, your, foot, your second speaker has to like uh, introduce all the main arguments. If you're third speaker, you're the extension speaker, so you have to build on what Ooh. they've said, but you have to bring at least one new point in. Otherwise, you might as well fuck yeah, off. Yeah, but then in a debate like that one, where I was the third speaker, there's mm. just nothing left to be said. Once you've either once you've made the argument like, well, it's unfair to artists who don't want other pricks using their work mm-hmm. <laughs> for their own financial gain. Uh, yeah, that's it. There you go. Thanks very much for coming. Uh, <laughs> just everyone becomes the vote of thanks. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I just like to again reiterate the thanks of the honourable gentleman. I don't know if he <laughs> quite got that across. Our gratitude is broad as it is deep. So, so sometimes you you have because I was always the the extension speaker or the uh, like second speaker. So yeah. the second speaker is just the best job in the world. It's the easiest job. You just lay out the arguments, you tell everyone else to fuck off and then you mm-hmm. sit down. If the third speaker is just speaker. the most horrible job ever because you are just, you've got like a list of your arguments in front of you and you're just slowly <laughs> ticking them off. Yeah. And then in the last minute of someone's speech just before you, another prick will offer a, a point of information and it'll be one of your main points. Like, well, oh, that's unfortunate. great. There we go. Got nothing to say. So you're standing up going, this argument, it's, uh, it's complex. I mean, where to begin many, with something like this? Many Copy, <laughs> right. Now, an interesting fact about copyright, it comes from the Latin, copious writers, meaning I'm out of ideas. <laughs> um, but yeah, as well, when you get to, uh, to those final stages, um, 
you are against people who were test tube bred to debate. Uh-huh. Like private school breed. Oh, yeah. Because private school, you start doing this at like, well, not all, obviously, but often it's the case yeah. that it forms like a backbone because they want everyone to be the leaders of tomorrow. Exactly. So they're all like trained. Captains of industry. Age. Yeah. Yeah. So you get these people who turn up to the thing in suits. Like a mini little Jacob Reese mog who's yep. 14. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, some sort of bootleg Nigel Farage turning oh, no. up. Um, little 15-year-old populist yeah. nationalist voters, the scariest <laughs> the idea I've ever heard. And, you know, they're, they're, they've come in their uniform on a, uh-huh. to what is definitively a oh, non-uniform On their own clothes day. Yeah. They're a kind of criminal that ought not be reckoned with. Uh, and they, they often have books of, like, debate <laughs> strategies with them or of... That's or, And this always felt like cheating, or of classic debate arguments like 101 oh. debates well yeah that should obviously be against the rules but no as long as you don't take it into the prep session with you it's fine oh, so you can just read it all before you go in because <laughs> who on earth is like spying on and making sure that people adhere yeah. to the rules in when you're in a hall filled with 214 <laughs> um and so and then also if they're not private school uh british private school kids they are seemingly military trained Korean girls. Oh really? Yeah. Like MUN training. Yeah. That kind of thing. Who yeah. have uh who've clearly learnt English from the most insufferable American cartoon. So they all talk like this and their arguments uh-huh. are put forward like that. But it's always uh, so quick and 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 they're always yes and 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 filling all their time mm-hmm. just with all this boring fatic utterance that everyone could do without. Um mm-hmm. It, it 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 was to the point. It was so prolific that uh, it became a sort of catchphrase in my family after, like, my parents came to to one of these uh, debate finals. That when this uh, one girl would deny someone a point of information, she'd she'd just say, "No, thank you, guys. <laughs> no, thank you, Ooh, guys." That was, that was annoying me quite quite oh, swiftly, endlessly. <laughs> yeah. And the worst thing was that you know all of the the various rooms are. Are, are quite spread out. And also when you're, you know, debating someone like the Oxford Union or the Cambridge Union, they're all quite nice rooms filled with all these yeah. leather books and, and whatnot. But you could History. Hear, you could hear her wherever you were in yes. in the city. Someone it's a good like, quality to have for a debate. She's like, just an, she's like get, getting her lunch or something and you can hear her from like McDonald's just saying no thank you to ketchup and stuff. Oh, no. Dreadful. Um, one of my favourite stories from doing this was uh, that quite coincidentally in one debate we <clears throat> my partner and I ended up make it sound like a okay, <laughs> in a business relationship <laughs> I thought, my debate partner and I uh, we started a firm Delane and Henry we used to debate for the, for the whole nation we, uh, we ended up on the same side as another team from my school yeah. and they were we were in I think year 10 and they were sort of sixth form at the time so they were they were the they were the first speakers and then we were the second speakers for the for the proposition and the motion was something dreadful like uh this house would end trade deals with china because of human rights or something Mm -hmm. um pardon I was just getting in a little free to bet. Oh, I see. I just think we should push for that. <laughs> Definitely, on the no, we'll uh, we'll do a little video or something. Yeah, <clears throat> but 
during the first opposition speaker's speech, he he made some point about uh, about China and and how little trade we do with them or something. And the one of the guys from my school, in a heartbeat, stood up and was like, "I think you'll actually find that they're uh, Britain's second biggest trading partner outside the EU." Um, so there's that argument for you. <laughs> and I mm-hmm. sat down, and the guy sort of ended up fumbling around and it's all very well you know numbers what do they really mean <laughs> nonetheless there are there are other there are other second largest <laughs> the, 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 some of the third will, will, will I mean it's all relative at the end of the day isn't it yeah. and uh, and it became this sort of real bastion for our side that we could always mm. head back to the bomb shelter that was China is their second biggest trading yes. partner. And we they came first, I think, and we came second out of the, the four um, in the debate. They came first despite their argument being... No, 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 sorry. Inaccurate. They as in the other team from my the school. The six formers. Yeah, oh, they okay. came first and we came second. That's right. <clears throat> and um, when we left, we were like, oh, that was fantastic. He went, oh, it was bullshit. <laughs> I've got <laughs> no idea. He went, I, he, went, he went, I just realised... As soon as he started speaking, that if we didn't have something to break down that argument, we were fucked. <laughs> like there's, there's just no defence otherwise. Because, what, so there's no one fact checking. No, well, th- that's the thing is that the people who are running, who are like chairing these debates, are were either just uni students if you were in the finals, or were just mm. some teacher or janitor, the oh. teaching assistant, a man off the street who happened to be free. Yeah. So. You know, they weren't necessarily experts in the topic. Yes, well, that's like, because I've never engaged in this scene, but I instinctively hate it as a concept. And I think that exposes why, because it's like teaching people to bluster their way through lies rather than engage with information. Definitely. It was a fantastic training for an English degree. Oh, yeah. That's that's the whole story (laughs) of an English degree right there. Yeah. I mean, it it was enjoyable, uh, but the trouble... Is is that like you say? It is so just filled with hateful people saying mm. hateful things, and so ill-informed. Like I look back on on some of the uh, the debates that I was part of, and you just think no one at that table knew what they <laughs> had were doing. a clue. I, and the, the worst thing is that I, you know, I was quite lucky in that I came into this like year ten, eleven. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, there were competitions ongoing for like the year eights who would get the same topics. <laughs> oh, even more insight, you say? Yeah. So, Only like, through the mind of a child can we really explore the complex trade relations yeah. with our, our it foremost part. It was unbelievable, you know, and, and then there'd be stuff like, um, you know, this house would introduce the death penalty for rape cases. You know, well, who wants mm. to hear a 13-year-old talk about rape? Stumble their way <laughs> through, yeah. Because that was always one of the worst discussion. parts of uh, of teaching was uh, was when you know you inevitably have to deal with sexual themes in a text uh-huh. and explain what's going on. But then when thirteen year olds or twelve year olds try to then put it in their own words, it's the most ghastly <laughs> abomination. <laughs> Excruciating, of, it's an absolute crime against language, against the body itself. Yeah, <laughs> when you you know you. Uh, not even year eights, like year tens. I remember. T- mm-hmm. um, uh, I, I mean, I've I've said about before about um, teaching them about the word hymen. Oh yes, and then episode 
That was quite an early one. Yeah. And then and just check out any episode under yeah. 10 for that one, guys. <laughs> Let us know. And then, you know, then not remembering it, having to waste four lines attempting to describe it. But yes. then like my year eight class trying to describe the, the witch's speech where she says she's going to go and rape a sailor. Mm-hmm. And you're like, don't just like, I've had to tell you this because it's quite obvious what's going on, but don't, please don't write about this. <laughs> I don't want to hear what you have just to say about it. Leave it there. Guys. As a, as a 12 year old boy in an all boys school, you couldn't have less of an opinion <laughs> on the <laughs> subject. No one's thoughts are less pertinent than yours. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I did enjoy the scene. One thing that I learned from this, from doing it is that my competitive edge, certainly mm-hmm. in something like public speaking or debating, um, has the ability, if unchecked, to override my own basic morality. Okay, um, that's a good sign. Not in the house of cards I had people killed off <laughs> since. Well, uh, we never heard from that short, fat Asian boy again. <laughs> but uh, in the sense that I, if I was asked to oppose a view that I strongly believed... Mm-hmm. By the end of the debate, I would kill anyone who believed it. <laughs> like, I was so, I get so caught up in the righteous fury of yeah. my own argument that I would begin to believe it. And it wouldn't, wouldn't be until afterwards that I sort of realized half the Ooh, stuff I was saying. I'd like, I'd, I'd be on the, on the bus home and I'd, I'd think, hang on a minute. And then have a little flashback to me in the room, room going, well, no, no one should be allowed an abortion. What gives and you the, death the right? is great. <laughs> if you're getting an abortion, you're a fucking murderer. You're a baby <laughs> fetus murdering murderer. Yeah, and and you and you should then get the death penalty just for and murdering it cuts a baby. Cuts back to you on the bus, going, "What <laughs> oh, have I done? <laughs> Father, forgive me." It's like, it's like you know, flashes of all of the women's faces in the room as just like dropping. <laughs> oh no. That was, as a, as a final point, um, the teacher who ran all of this, Mm -hmm. um, was an absolute tour de force of a human. Um, his name uh, is Mr. Stevens and Mm -hmm. he knows more things than any other man alive. He, if it's a date, if it's, uh, an event, if it's a historical document, if it's a person, he knows everything about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and that's most things right there. Well, yeah, like he just does know them. <laughs> and, mm. uh, and what's more frustrating is that because he was, he was a history teacher and you know, you, you consider him this absolute history God. And then you get to year 12 and I was talking to him and he said that he was never really that interested in history as a kid. He always wanted to be a chemist. So he knows everything about chemistry as well. <laughs> history, oh, was, history was just something he did on the side and happens to yeah. be a god at and get like, oh, that's nice went to, to Oxford to do and whatnot. But uh, he was, uh, he, he had always been a, a prominent debater and public speaker when he was younger and he used to run all the competitions. He used to take us there, but mm-hmm. he is also the world's most exasperated man. Like when you know that many things, it must be incredibly irritating yeah. to hear them butchered, <laughs> mangled, by idiot children. Yeah, especially when it was myself or, or Chris who, is, who mm. happened to be doing the mangling, and uh, he used to sit in the. He's this enormously fat man, 
Um, and uh-huh. he just used to sit. That's where he keeps all the knowledge. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if he ever loses weight, he's fucked. Yeah, it's like Samson and Delilah. Man. Yeah. Cellulose. <laughs> He uh, he would just sit in the corner of the room and he would look like he was sleeping. He would be like eyes closed, head sort of like chin resting on his chest. And you would, uh, you'd get up and you'd start speaking and you'd always have him within view. And you'd know when it was going to happen. Whenever you were coming up to saying something that you knew was shaky yourself, yeah. uh, you, you would sort of brace for it and you'd get through and you'd say it and you'd just watch his, he, you just watch him, still eyes closed, either put his hand up to his head and shake. <laughs> oh no, he's in, not subtle about it. No, in disappointment. Or he would do that kind of, st- again, still eyes closed, that kind of taken aback look where you sort of jerk your head back to think, what? <laughs> like the like the falsity of the statement has physically pained him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Someone's like poked him awake, <clears throat> d- disturbed his slumber with such that's bullshit horrible. and so you'd you'd see him do that and you're like oh i know i'm getting a fucking note about this when we're done <laughs> <laughs> and you come out Thank of it you. and you're like you don't want to say you know how did we do because you don't want to know how he thinks you did you'd rather yes. that he kept it to himself but you'd just be waiting and then you go so declan that point you made about uh <laughs> about jean-claude Juncker, uh, yeah, well, you, uh, you didn't think it was correct did you no, because yeah. um <laughs> he he, uh, he he did have this wonderful phrase for he had a wonderful restraint to him of um, mm-hmm. not You'd have to of not pointing out things until it was um, most of either the most entertainment value or of the most cutting value. I remember being on a school trip once and we were having breakfast. It was uh, in we were in Russia and we were having this buffet breakfast and there was something that no one could quite identify what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like took a, a taste and we were all sort of like throwing ideas about. And I was like, it tastes like every meat put together. Oh, <laughs> like it shame. wasn't bad, but it, like it, it, it doesn't just sound felt, good, no, but it, it did, but it was sort of a, a, an almost unrecognizable texture. Mm-hmm. And anyway, people were sort of still debating what it was. And, uh, we moved on. We were eating something else. I think we, we were nearly on to dessert. And another teacher came to sit down next to Mr. Stevens, who is one table over. And, uh, and he said to Mr. Stevens, have you, uh, have you had any of the smoked cheese? And he went, yes. Declan seems to think it's a combination of all meats. <laughs> <laughs> That's lovely. Wow. Well, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for calling me on that, sir. He did it one more time on the same trip. Um, when a couple of us were sat on the coach waiting to leave somewhere and, uh, <laughs> and someone asked me why there were no statues of Stalin, like anywhere. Mm-hmm. And cause they were like, Oh, you know, because of the whole like cult of personality, like surely there should be loads. And I like panicked and didn't want to lose face uh-huh. by saying I didn't know. So I made up a reason. The climate like, in Russia actually <laughs> dissolves no, stone. My, my argument was far wankier than that. It was uh, mm-hmm. that if uh, like a cult of personality is supposed to raise an individual up to the, the level of being a, a god. And of course, you're not allowed to make images of, uh, oh, wow. of your god. <clears throat> so uh, so they, a, they probably... What a vector of lies. I know. And 
He was sat literally the row in front of us. He could have answered the fucking question himself if he wanted, but he'd rather watch me burn. And uh, and he didn't say anything then. Uh, And the coach left and we were sort of driving for an hour and he did a a little, you know, the teacher's wobbly length of the coach to kind of make sure everyone at the back isn't fucking about and whatnot. And then on his way back literally fucking. Yeah. Less less of a problem. Less of a problem for a boys' school. Um. And he, he came back up and as he came back up, he, he just leant down and went, by the way, Albert, there are no statues of Stalin because they knocked them all down. <laughs> <laughs> I love that it's such a simple answer. Didn't even, didn't they even look. the fuckers down. <laughs> did, Don't listen even, to this prick. He didn't even address me. He just sat down. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, well, well, well that too. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's a bit of both is what Sir's saying, really. I mean, because, of course, the knocking down is the literal answer, but yes. I was delving more into the kind of the ideas behind it. And I yeah, think, you know, they, they, the, the Russian architects, they were real iconoclasts, you know. They, yeah. they couldn't bear to, to see these images of God, this simulation of the divine. <laughs> oh, he sounds great. Let's get him on the show. Absolutely. Absolutely. Is he alive? He, he is alive. Uh, he Good. certainly won't be coming on. Oh, why not? <laughs> I can't think he'd just spend the whole time fact checking. Yeah, I couldn't think of that's anything. actually not a shame. I couldn't Declan. think of anything that he would be less interested in doing. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> Look, uh, we'll I give mean, I'll tell you what, I'll, uh, I'll get my mum to ask, but I can't even, yeah, why not? I can't even fathom the response that she will get. <laughs> a pod what? All, all I know is that it will almost certainly include one of the great eye rolls of our of our age <laughs> if listeners keep still enough at the time you'll be able to hear the gyration of his <laughs> orbits within it's very skull it will create such gravity that it will actually sort of slow the earth's spin just a little bit, <laughs> like when they filled that dam up in china we'll all like only age 0.5 seconds for that second that passes it's yeah. going to be quite powerful remember how well, they made last was... year a second longer I hate it. Just because I, don't I like to think about just it. because I'd quit drinking. <laughs> oh yeah, that was good of them actually, wasn't it? To yeah. give you that little challenge. Everyone clubbed together, thought this will really test him. <laughs> it was lovely. Um, I think we should barrel into shame mail. Definitely, as we're on the topic of uh, nothing to do with this. Maybe we can latch on to the concept of great ideas because you will remember, listeners. Noah got in touch last week. Uh, last week was it? Yeah, Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, good. I don't really know what day it is now, so it's all irrelevant ultimately. <laughs> we'll all be dead soon, guys, that, so don't hold on too much. How's that weekday job coming for you? <laughs> oh, good. I tell you what, I turned up today for my teaching with so... I, it wasn't even that I didn't know what I was going to cover. It's that I, I every option was equally bankrupt. <laughs> the amount of enjoyment that I had to spread between any of the like thousand different things we could go over... It was just drivel. Uh, if you'd like to hire me, I'm a, an educator at heart. <laughs> it's all about the children. They it are really the is. I mean, at the end of the day, that, that's what I've been telling them. I was like, guys, buck up your ideas. You're the future. Um, no, it's good, actually, because they do police dog training there as well. So when you're not teaching, <laughs> when you're not talking, it's just incessant barking of baby <laughs> dogs learning how to racially target people <laughs> to align with the police's discrimination <laughs> agenda. Where are you having these lessons? I what kind of specify. warehouse? <laughs> is it the same one where... It's at the docks. Is it the same one where Bronson fought that Rottweiler? 
that's it. Yeah. If you actually look in the background, you can see me setting up a whiteboard that says today's lesson, nothing. Today's lesson, life is short and then you die. <laughs> learn it soon, learn it well. Anyway, look. Noah, what a man. He got in touch with us. We read out his email. He'd asked us if we were happy to sponsor or in some sense be be directly responsible for the creation of a pro-Nazi, uh, potentially satirical film. He thought we were the men for the job. He got in touch afterwards. I think, having listened back, I, I, I think I was in Noah's corner for quite a lot of it. I think you may have attacked him a little bit, Declan, I, as no, I a, just, being a probable Nazi. I, well, I, I felt as though there was a real... As stated in the subject, that a pro-Nazi bent to the email, okay, which yeah. isn't a stance that I've known many non-Nazis to take. <laughs> All Noah's behind is giving everyone a fair <laughs> shake, I think we can say. Because he's emailed in to say, because uh, I replied like four days ago to say, we discussed it on the episode or whatever. He emailed back to say, I'd like to clarify, I am not a Nazi, but a man with great ideas. To which I replied... Yeah, fair enough. Great artists are seldom understood in their time, so you're probably ahead of the curve. We'll be sure to add this clarification, episode 21. Have a lovely day. He replied, thank you, exclamation mark. I'd also like to note that I won't be writing a pro-Nazi movie because my time is already caught up writing a screenplay for a pro-Confederate story. <laughs> it's a great response. I mean, hats off to him. He's a, a great emailer. He's I think really... he wins Listener of the Week. Oh, definitely. That's a which is a feature we what's the prize for that? Is it? <laughs> it's not one of those corporeal <laughs> rewards. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's one of those prizes uh, where the prize is we won't call you a Nazi on air again <laughs> <laughs> until the next episode. Yeah, oh yeah, it's but good though. Until um, your congratulations, next extremely now. troubling email. <laughs> yeah, but what, keep them coming, guys. That's what on earth could City. What on earth could the next one be? Uh, who knows? Genocide. He's a complicated guy. <laughs> a two-sided problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so email in your thoughts, because uh, what better way to illustrate the breadth of content we're willing to include in our email <laughs> than the ramblings of uh, an admittedly hilarious emailer. So yeah, get in touch, guys. Um Hooked? How are we feeling? Definitely. Noah's favourite yeah. segment. <laughs> Noah, yeah, he does love Hooked. Does love him some Hooked. Your prize, recap. Is, your prize, Noah, is that we'll ignore your tweet asking us never to do Hooked again. <laughs> and instead give you a five-part Hooked. I'm going to actually send him... I, I've been recording the whole of The Order of the Fox, <laughs> whatever it's called. I'm going to email it directly to, to your address there, Noah. So have a listen for that. Um, we all... In case I forget the end, we're going to record a bonus episode probably next week. Yes. I just made that up. We haven't discussed when. Not at all. For our people on our mailing list. So sign up. You'll never be spammed. So much so that we've sent nothing to any of the people <laughs> who signed up so far. Shame.city slash mail for that. Let me get into character as Andrea as you recap the story so far. Well, look, Emily, she's on a date with the troublingly named Derek. That was a shame. Her friend Andrea is messaging her through some unspecified rectangular medium <laughs> uh, to tell her that a f- person that they both knew called Sasha was killed yeah. by the very same Derek, yeah, who she recognised on Face Space. In case you forgot, <sighs> but just a big sigh, Face Space. Here's the here's the f- fifth twist of the. Uh, 20 message episode <laughs> thus far. They really crammed them in. Emily revealed at the end of last 
last show, that Sasha is not dead. She was there. She was there all along. Let's jump back in. You choose where and I'll, I'll pick it up. Andrea. I'm a pro. She's not dead. What? She's sitting next to me. No, not possible. It's her, Andrea. She's friends with Derek. You need to get out of there, Emily. Are you lying to me because you're kind of freaking me out? Imagine she's like, yeah, I was. I was <laughs> the end. I'm totally serious. I swear. I Are like you telling me the girl at my table drinking a grande ice mocha? <laughs> Why so detailed? Mocha is officially dead. I said Sasha is dead. It can't be her at the coffee shop. But something strange is definitely going on. And I bet you a million bucks Derek's behind it. No one's ever put so much money on any proposition involving Derek as a name. (laughs) It's just, it's the worst name. It inspires no fear. It doesn't have a lot of gravitas. Sorry, Derek's in the audience. OMG. He never lets me see his phone. What's, what's the thinking there? Therefore, Sasha is dead. Yeah, therefore, Sasha's dead. She's, oh, hang on. Is she's that on Sasha his drinking phone. a mock or is it your phone? I've never been to his house before. I've never met his family. I guess it is pretty suspicious. <laughs> I just thought he was a private person. He's a liar, Em. Please come back to the dorm and talk to me. But what about Sasha? <laughs> Andrew is so done with this train. She's not Sasha. But she looks like Sasha to me. But she introduced herself as Regina. (laughs) See, it's not her, says Andrew, missing the point. Does Sasha have a tattoo on her wrist of a dragonfly? Yeah, how do you know? Oh, fuck off, Andrea. What do you mean, how do you know? We've just established she's sitting opposite. What are you, psychic? I'm looking at it, Andrea. (gasps) How could it be her? I went to her funeral. Did you see her body? Oh my god, Emily. No, she drowned at the beach and they couldn't find her. Presumably she drowned in the sea rather than just... Yeah. She drowned <laughs> just on, land. on the sand. Someone poured a big gallon of water over. She was with Derek. I know he was involved, but they all thought it was an accident. What? How, how, why how are have, they revealing this? Why have neither of them discussed this previously? Yeah. Why don't they know? <laughs> uh, I don't really understand. OMG. I wish I'd stop saying that. I know. Maybe she faked the whole thing. Nah, she couldn't have. Oh, right. oh well, yeah, well, that's the end of that. That's all of that one. <laughs> and that was the end of Order of the Box <laughs> 2. <laughs> Look, if you don't believe me, I'm with Sasha, then come for to the coffee sake, shop I and see you. for yourself. Then we'll figure all this shit out. Ooh. Okay, fine. I'll be there soon. I just need to go by Kate's dorm. In that, after I say Kate's dorm, you might at home be wondering... Kate? Who's Kate? Is that, who's Kate? Is that a new, new character? Don't worry. There's some helpful non, <laughs> non cumbersome exposition. Like a square peg into not even a hole. <laughs> square square into peg into the eyeball. <laughs> Your sister? Why? <sighs> My mum keeps calling me saying she can't get a hold of her. She hasn't spent any time with Derek, has she? <laughs> well, she hasn't been to the beach recently. I got a check on her. Okay, hurry up. Act natural, okay? <laughs> that natural texting and OMG. I'll be there soon. Oh, no. 17 minutes later. Specific and annoying. Okay, Em. I'm on my way to the coffee shop. What about Kate? 
Her roomie said she's staying with some friends. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, that's fine. I'm sure your mum will be satisfied. She's definitely not in a cult. No. She is the fox tooth. <laughs> Speaking of friends. Cumbersome. I need to tell you something. She should work in radio. Don't get mad, okay? What? Why? Derek and Sasha asked me to come meet their friends. We just left the coffee shop. Never go with a stranger to a second location. Come on, guys. Yeah, this is basic. Seriously? But I'm almost there. I thought you were waiting for me. I'm sorry, Andrea. I, I couldn't think of a good excuse not to go with <laughs> oh, shit reason. Imagine, Anything, imagine, any excuse. Imagine, I don't want to. Imagine being killed by a cult because of you were too socially embarrassed Social to politeness. say, yeah. to say oh, I'll just stay here. In a, it's a situation where if she'd said nothing and remained immobile, it would have resolved. <laughs> the story would be done. Yeah. Noah could rest in peace knowing that there was no more to come. <laughs> Derek, As it is, there are four more parts after this. Derek already knew I'm free for the night. I panicked. You got me all nervous and the coffee's making me jumpy. You, she made you nervous about Derek, so your instinct was to follow yeah. him. What, better go with him? Follow him, Fuck. follow him and a reanimated corpse. I'm sorry. Stay calm. Where are you guys going? To Regina's house. Can we agree to call her Regina? No, I, I, because I, I, think don't, Emily I don't would, need that rhyme in I my think, life. I think Emily would say it Regina. She, she's never listened to Regina Spector. No. To Regina's house. Or Sasha. Whoever she is. But I'm following her either way. <laughs> okay. Text me when you get there. We'll figure something out, okay? All right. I'm just going to act normal. <laughs> Good. Be careful. <laughs> I will talk soon. I think that's... 36 minutes later. I think that's a good but place we'll find to out. leave it. Yeah. I, I think, think so. No suspense. What happened in those... She's clearly going to be killed or embroiled in the cult within seconds. Yep, drowned, but then come back to life with a new yeah, name. with the girl with the dragonfly tattoo. Mm-hmm. Well, look, uh, I've learned all kinds of things about debating. It's really... It's nice when you have pre-existing prejudices that aren't necessarily backed up in fact, confirmed in every regard. And I, I do hate it as a concept, <laughs> the whole debating. Um... It's reminded me of some audition and like we did a bit of public speaking stuff at school that I can talk about in a future episode. So that's good content. We'll have content. Let's do some plugs before we get out of here. I was just going to say as well that we should uh, uh, link to, do you remember that video we watched of supposedly the best debater in the whole world who spoke at such a pace and with such a speech impediment <laughs> that there was oh, yes, simply, simply no way that anyone yeah, okay. could ever have understood him. I think that he was the best by default because nobody yeah. else would take part. No, everyone just thought that his very existence rendered the whole event a mockery. <laughs> the, the very idea of opposing <laughs> opinions <laughs> became yeah, moot. Yes, I'll link to that in the show notes, which leads us on to checking shame.city for all your uh, episode art links, other stuff that's forthcoming uh, in the future. Yep, definitely. You can get in touch with us uh, in very many ways. You could uh, you could just go again to shame.city. There's a contact form at, on the website. There is. Uh, you could email us, tas, T-A-S, at shame.city. Maybe you can be the next listener of the week. Yeah. Steal the crown from Noah's not-Nazi head. <laughs> He's not-Nazi, but potentially pro-Confederate <laughs> head. Um, uh, or you could uh, get in touch with us on Twitter. We are at that's a shame cast or you could contact us individually i'm at cynical declan isaac is at isaac bd 
Sure am. Reviews, keep them coming, guys. I keep them. I'm optimistically assuming that some might have appeared in the last few days. <laughs> Unlikely, on the whole. Five stars, please. Let's not uh, dick around. Otherwise, if Come you on. have like <laughs> feedback and complaints, email them to us. We'll we'll tailor the show to you. This or what else? Oh, tell a friend. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. that one. Thank you to uh, who was it? Emily, who tweeted to her friends. Oh yeah, that was very nice of her. Yeah, it was very nice. She's taken the take of tell a friend uh, feature to heart. Let's not call her feature, but yeah, <laughs> share the show around. Word of mouth is is best of all. <laughs> I, I was trying to think of a phrase. I was trying, I was going to end up with something like word of mouth is best of mouth. That's, but it, it meant nothing. That's and sounded a, gross. That's a crime. So I, I left <laughs> it's it. Definitely yeah. cause to have you listed. But this has been episode twenty one. I've uh, enjoyed learning all kinds of things I never thought I needed to know about debate, and I hope you have felt the same. Keep an eye out. We'll definitely update you when Declan has Fun's, to post uh, videos of, of video. some of it. Yeah. Yes. Thank you for listening. Have you had a nice time, Declan? I've had a wonderful time. Much better than I thought I was going to when I logged on. I was fucking miserable. (laughs) Listen, also a quick shout out. Listen to the bonus episode that will have come out yesterday, uh, which is our kind of highlights, our favourite moments from the Turning Point appearance. Oh yeah, it was a a lot of fun. Uh, Yeah, thanks again to those A lot of our national anthem got played. It did. Haunting minutes. But yeah, Yeah. it was uh, the, the good people. Very nice indeed. Uh, This has been episode 21. We're That's a Shame and we'll see you on Sunday. See you then, guys. Bye-bye. Look for the bare necessities Simple bare necessities Forget about your worries and your strides I'm in the bare necessities Oh, Mother Nature's recipes That bring the bare necessities of life Wherever I wander Wherever I roam Some honey just for me The bare necessities of life Will come to you Wherever I roam, I couldn't be fonder 
Come to you.